Hi, dear listener, and thank you for tuning in. We have an enriching conversation today with Carolina Mesa, an environmental engineer committed to building a more sustainable and low-carbon world. We speak about her experience living abroad, traveling the world from Patagonia to New Zealand to India, gathering solutions that protected the planet. We speak about education on climate change as parents and to politicians, working in the largest impact gathering in the world, and her experience in politics as an environmentalist. Thank you for your precious time, and we hope you enjoy our conversation. Carolina, thank you for joining us today. You are an environmental engineer. Climate change, protecting the planet, and social justice have always been one of your main concerns. You have traveled a big part of the world, lived in Finland, China, and now in France. You have worked in the energy sectors in corporate social responsibility. You now work at Change Now, the largest impact gathering in the world, and you have started a, a political career. Before speaking about this, could you please share with us your story? Thank you so much for having me with you. I'm very happy to share this with you. So very briefly, I grew up in Colombia. Since I was at school, I was always concerned with protecting the environment. I even discussed with a friend of mine of being Minister of the Environment while she was going to be the president. So it's been really in my, in my blood uh, since I was a, a little kid. And then I decided to go and study environmental engineer, which brought me to France because I made an exchange year with the call the Mine uh, in Nantes, and then just got the opportunity to work in Europe, in Finland, and in China. And when I when I looked at the at everything that was happening in the world, I thought that you know climate change is something that is so important and is going to affect us all. Even you know when I was in the university in early 2000s. So with my husband, we decided to travel. And while we were traveling, we said, "Let's give it a, a topic. Let's do something while we travel." So we decided to interview people that were witnessing what climate change was. You know. Uh, impact how climate change was impacting their lives. So we did a first trip in 2011 and we just interviewed, you know, like uh, we interviewed a minister of French Polynesia. We interviewed people working on geothermal solutions for producing energy in New Zealand. We interviewed an engineer in India who actually creates water during winter. He creates shadow he he puts water in the mountains so that the water will turn into ice and then during this the spring this ice will melt and then it will go into the fields for the agriculture so yeah so you know this was very inspiring and then we had our first daughter and we decided that yeah let's go on and you know have again a trip with her so we we took a trip again in 2000 16, but this time we wanted to focus on how to build a low carbon city. And then when we came back, you know, with all of this expertise that we had accumulated during the trip and, you know, everything that I had done in the past, I found the opportunity to work at Change Now, 
So my first job there was to create a program for cities to come and meet with entrepreneurs and solutions that can solve the local issues. Afterwards, I also ended up working with a speakers program. And today for the, our next edition in 2021, so end of May in exactly one month, we will be, you know, bringing all of these change makers together to, you know, to bring change and a lot of ambition to the transition in the world. So I'm very happy to be doing that. And then just the last thing I wanted to share is that in 2019, I had the opportunity to join a list to be part of the uh, city, of the city council. So in France, the first thing that they told me was like, yeah, come with us and help us build the program to transition the city where I live in, which is called Vincennes, into a sustainable city. So I was very happy and very proud to be chosen to do this. And then they told me, okay, come and be in the, in the political list to be an elected representative. So I was very happy to be elected. And since, so since last year, I have been in the city council of Vincennes, where I live, and trying to do my best to, th- to, you know, to make people aware of how we need to change and very fast. Thank you, Carolina. I'm very much, before moving to the details of change now, and of course, the job you're doing in politics, which is, I think it's amazing. And it's really connected to what you started to do as a traveler with your husband, right? Meaning bringing concrete solutions, understanding the problem, bringing concrete solutions. Can you just walk us through your project of One Climate, One Challenge in 2011? You spoke a little bit about it, but more concretely, can you tell us about it? And if somebody wants to engage, can we still do so? And where do we go? Tell us a little bit about that project. Yeah, sure. So the project was, the idea was to identify people who were actually working on climate change, right? This is like the core topic of the of the project. So since I was, I grew up in Colombia, of course, we went to, to Colombia. And one of the topics that we developed there was a paramo, which is an ecosystem that actually has all of the water that is going to be sent to Bogota, a huge city for, for, you know, for the potable water. So we tried to find this type of topics that were also very specific to the territory that we were looking to. And that also was very inspiring to see that, you know, there are people that are actually already changing things. And we wanted, I mean, the difference between 2011 and our second trip in 2017 was that in 2011, we really wanted to focus on what is the state of uh, climate change, how everybody is dealing with it, how they are already working on that topic. So what was really interesting is to see how everybody in many places in the world, they were already, of course, working in climate change. It's very important to remember that in 2011, nobody, not anybody in the media was actually talking about climate change. It was completely forgotten and in the mainstream. And that's why we really wanted to bring it, this topic, because nobody was talking about it. So the way we did it is by interviewing scientists. We also interviewed, as I said, people from governments. We also interviewed people from private sector. We also interviewed people working at the city level. And then, you know, by having all of this information, we realized that, you know, this is a a topic that we really needed to develop. So that was in 2011. And one of the nice encounters that we made was, for example, in Finland, we met with the team 
that actually was negotiating at the COP meetings for climate every year. So it was really interesting to see, have some insights on how these negotiations go. We also met with people from the city of Sydney. Since then, since 2011, they had an agenda for 2030. So it was very interesting and encouraging to see a city that already in 2011 had planned on how they wanted to be in 2030. And I think more cities should follow them even today. Um, and in 2016, it was really about concrete solutions. How are we going to build a low carbon city? So we went to see how food is brought to the cities and we encourage solutions that, you know, for local food that comes from not very far. So this is, there's this topic that is called locavore. So uh, <laughs> how to eat from with food that comes not from very far. We also discuss the topic of as pure as recycled, which means that today in Europe, the water that comes into your tap or that you use in the toilet is potable water. However, we could have two different sources of water, one with potable water, of course, for drinking purposes, and then another one for washing machine or toilets. And there are solutions that are actually encouraging this type of differentiating the type of water that we use at our home. So we were very happy to meet with this facility. For example, in Sydney, they have this power, this plant that would recycle the water in the buildings where they work. So that means that the water that you use on the tap or your uh, the toilet or the washing machine gets recycled and then it's like a loop. And then on, you have another source of water for the potable water that comes from the city. We also discussed, of course, the topic of uh, reusing, repairing and recycling. We believe that, you know, you don't need mm, to buy new things every time, that we need to focus on first having less and having just what we need. And then, you know, how to reuse and then repairing. So this is um, something that is really important to us. And of course, we made a focus on cities through adaptation. So there, at the time, in 2016, the Rockefeller Foundation had the 100 Resilient Cities Initiative, which no longer exists, but they accompanied cities who wanted to have an ambitious strategy on resilience. So, yeah, I think that those are some of the topics that we brought to the project. Carolina, how do you see society today? How do you see people reconnecting to nature and to the basics of life? Do you think there's things have evolved? Where before, which means that we need to reconnect to nature. There are a lot of people that there are more and more people living in the cities, and it seems that sometimes we forget that you know everything that goes into the supermarket. Well, they come from the fields. So it's very important to, you know, to reconnect again and to remember that we are part of a big ecosystem and that we need to take care of it. Because by taking care of our ecosystem and our environment, we take care of ourselves as well. And I think that more and more people are 
wanting to have this new way of viewing things, which is like what our, our ancestors view things, like a real uh, connection with uh, our planet Earth. And I think that if we want to change the world, we need to start by changing ourselves. And that is something that is not very easy. But I believe that, for example, advertising, the same way that they sold us this unlimited world where we could have everything and that these objects were going to give, make us happy. I think that this same advertising can also sell us a world where we can be happy just by having what exactly what we need and not extra things. So I think that there's a lot of uh, positive things that we can turn on to make the world, you know, a place where people are more aware. There will be always people that will not be interested in that. It's fine. But those who are, we need to make sure that things move in the right direction. Okay, Carolina, now we are going to talk about your uh, current role because it is quite interesting. Please tell us, what do you do today? So today, um, I'm a mother, of course. I'm a mother of two beautiful girls uh, and my husband. So I spend a lot of time with my family, of course. I work at Change Now, so I'm in charge of the program for the speakers, so the conferences, and also for the program for cities. I'm very lucky to be working in with a team of very inspiring people. We are all very purpose-driven people, and we really want to make a contribution to this acceleration of the transition uh, to build a more sustainable world. And then I am also an elected representative at the city council of Vincennes. I do not have a political approach. I'm just a citizen and engineer who wants to make people aware of our global challenges and that wants to see change happening as fast as possible. And Carolina, working in, in the administration, the public administration, which are the main challenges that you have found for uh, bring all this consciousness about the impact and the change that we need? I think that one of the main challenges is that people that are in the city councils of cities, they have been there a long time. So they have their own way of doing things and they have been doing things like they are and they will continue to do that. So it's good, you know, to have people with experience that they know exactly how things work because we do need, you know, to have a good management at the cities. But beyond that, I think that a challenge is to make them realize that we can do things differently. So I think that it's very important that people know that being a city councillor is not that hard. I mean, you just need to be very motivated. So I think that we need to bring more and more people from civil society into the city councils to like give a new approach of how to manage cities and uh, especially people that have understood you know the global challenges because sometimes i am in front of people that are taking the decisions uh it's still based on what's good on a financial point of view and i think that we need to bring that into another scope and also think that, okay, if I make an investment, it's good for the finance of the city, but is it good? Is it going to make my city more resilient? 
We know that with climate change, with the biodiversity loss, with social injustice, all of these challenges, cities are less and less resilient and we need to build cities that can adapt to the changes that will arrive. And it seems, as scientists are telling us, they will arrive sooner than we thought. So I think that one of the main challenges for me in the City Council is to make them aware of how bad things are, but also that if they move fast, we can adapt and we can create resilient territories. Carolina, this is such, um, it actually links very, very well to what you're doing at Change Now, working with on cities as well. I attended the Change Now event, as you know, I attended the last edition, and I can tell you it was an enriching and inspirational experience. I think everyone should attend this type of events because it enables you to think out of the box, think differently, and be inspired by all those people that they're not just talking about the problems, they're bringing concrete solutions. What would you, first of all, tell us when is the next event? Tell us what it is, what you're preparing, and also some advice for people like Andreas and myself that, you know, worked in corporate and, you know, are totally, don't usually work on topics like the environment or, or social innovation. So what would you say to people like like us, not now, but at the time when we thought that the biggest problems of, of the world were to be solved by other people, you know, and not us. What would you say to them? So the first thing is that there are many, many people that are moving in the direction towards sustainability and companies are moving more and more. Sometimes they start with small objectives, but I think that the fact that People come to change now to view, view how corporations, how companies are changing that can actually motivate them to go beyond. Because um, at change now, what we do is that we, so we, we, we gather all of these solutions, right? Solutions from entrepreneurs, solutions also from companies of all sizes. And then we want to give them the resources they need to scale. So we put them in contact with investors with other companies, with media, with city representatives, with international organizations, and we give them the visibility that they need to scale, right? So you will see a change now uh, in what concerns the private sector or companies. So you have a lot of inspiring sessions where you can see how companies are already changing things, how they are committed to sustainability, what are the standards that they could follow if they want to start this path. You also have what we call the learning expeditions. So that means that you and your team can come and get like a guided tour of change now. For investors, we have a very interesting investors track where we invite them to come and see the pitching of some entrepreneurs that are looking to raise funds. We also invite them to join some workshops for all level of investors. And so this is something that is very, also very like a focus that we have in, in 2021. We also, of course, have a lot of workshops 
where we have, you know, consultants, companies, experts that will bring like a more, an experience that it's more creation experience at these workshops. So yeah, there are so many opportunities. And I think that what's at the end, what counts is, you know, to realize that everybody is, is really moving. Some people are more ambitious and those are the leaders. And we just need to follow that path. Okay. And Carolina, this is a, a great opportunity. If someone wants to be part of Change Now as a speaker, is open for anybody or is there a special uh, requirement? And when is the next event that you have? Yes. So Change Now will take place on the 27th, 28th and 29th of May. 2021 this year. And what is really great about, you know, the conferences at Change Now is that everybody is on the same level. So we have people that are well known. For example, David Attenborough, it's your David Attenborough will, will, will attend and he will be, of course, very inspiring. But we also have some other people that are less known that are also doing a great job on biodiversity. Um, so we have Julio Andres Rosso from Colombia. So he has created a, a school for local communities to learn how to do business with their own local assets. And then that will allow them to have a source of revenue and will stop uh, in some way the deforestation of the Amazonia. We also have, for example, Vladimir Revenin from UNESCO, who will be uh, launching the Decade of the Ocean. And next to him, we have, of course, some entrepreneurs that are also building solutions to protect the ocean, whether if it's overfishing or uh, avoiding plastics in the ocean. We have also the mayor of Paris, of course, that will be attending the event as a speaker. And next to her, we have some other cities that are also working in building a more sustainable city. So, for example, we have some networks of cities that will come with their cities to explain how they can create this movement and bring specific solutions to the cities. I mean, there are so many inspiring speakers at Change Now. Thank you, Carolina. We invite our, our listeners to register for free to this amazing event. I can tell you it's going to be really, really enriching and inspiring. So we will share the website so that you can register to that event. Carolina, it's been an honor. Our second recording because we had a glitch on the first one and we had to do this a little bit in a, in a rush. But thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for everything you're doing, which makes the world a better place. And so strategic what you're doing. Everything's so... There's so much cohesion in your cause. So thank you for that. And we look forward to the amazing work that you will be doing with Change Now and, of course, in the government. Thank you so much. And, yeah, I just want to invite everybody to, to attend Change Now. The conferences will be, as you said, free. You can register for free. And, yeah, there will be a lot of uh, inspiring, positive change happening. Thank you, Carolina, for the invitation and thank you for uh, participating in the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. If you want to know more about Change Now, you can find out at changenow.world. This year, the event will be totally digital.
I attended this event last year in Paris, and I can tell you it was enriching and inspirational, an unforgettable experience. Listening to all these people talk about their solution really unlocks our moral imagination and enables us to start thinking out of the box. Each one of us can contribute to making the world a better place. You can connect with Andres and with me at connect at impactivist.global. Send us your questions and any ideas you have for our future episodes. This is Maria La Torre. Until the next time.